Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 396. This is a solo podcast. Probably be solo until March Madness time. And the coach gives his college basketball and NBA picks for February 24th, 25th, and 26th. Takes a quick look at the NL East. And then the coach responds to Twitter and why the coach from Connecticut dislikes UConn. That, that'll be story time with Coach Belanger at the end of the podcast. Remember, you can contact the coach with any comments and questions at the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast at our Twitter and Instagram handle at Talk Gambling. Please be sure to use MyBookieAG. Use that promo code DARTH at checkout. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. Use that promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H. All the free picks, they're absolutely free on the podcast and on the website. The website is www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. All the picks are free. The coach went 5-0 and on Saturday. Sunday, he's recording. Right now, I'm recording. And uh, it's it's a, it's been a good start to Sunday. I'll just say that. I don't want to jinx it. And all those picks are free when you're there. Click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Code Blood Red. And you click on that. You buy yourself something nice on Amazon. A little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. And no additional cost to you. And I wrote more than one book. Not just Code Blood Red. That's the first one of the series. The Ali Armini series. I also have Fourth and Dead and Squeeze Play. It's a trilogy. Hopefully more. i got to get my act together and start writing a little bit more. And you can get those from the publisher of thewordverb.com. If Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download to your favorite electronic reading device. Let's get to podcast 396 in the quiz. The quiz in this one. This is, this is uh, born on August 4th, 1964, the same date as my mother. How about that? In Lane, South Carolina, six foot six, 292 pounds. He uh, went to Western Carolina. University, 1986, ninth round pick, number 233 overall, drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. That's where I remember him from. But he also had a big touchdown return in the 1996 playoffs against Jim Kelly, interception and a TD, a defensive end. Played for the Eagles, the Cardinals. The Jaguars, as I just referred to, Cincinnati Bungles, and the Chicago Bears. He was an assistant defensive coach for the St. Louis slash Los Angeles Rams from 2012 to 2016, and then coached a couple years with the Cleveland Browns. Two-time Pro Bowler, first team All-Pro, 91 and 92. He uh, same first name as uh, the movie Fred Claus. Uh, Kevin Spacey played the character. He has the same first name as him, the bad guy, Kevin Spacey and Fred Claus. His name is Clyde Simmons. Clyde Simmons. Hopefully you got that one right. Western Carolina, Division 2A or Football Championship Series uh, team now. And they went to all the way to the National Championship game in 1983 with Clyde Simmons. So there you have it. There's the quiz. Let's get to the picks. Let's start off with let's start off with some we'll start off NBA. Start off with some NBA picks for you. Uh, the picks the picks oh we got some beeping. The picks have been very good the, lately. About a two week stretch now. The coach has been 
picking pretty well. And uh, it's either time to, to tail me or, as you know, my my theory, everything regresses to the mean. It's time to start fading me. So, But I'm not bet big until I start losing. I'll, I can tell you that much. And uh, we're going to start off with Monday. And I'm going to give you a best bet right off the rip. Monday, 7 o'clock, the Heat are at the Cavs. And I think the, the, the spread's going to be about 7 in this one. It might be a little bit more, but that's okay. Uh, I'm going anti-Darth Wager theory on this. If you, if you wonder what the Darth Wager theory is, uh, baseball season's around the corner. And his theory worked really well for him for a year and a half now. So the Heat have won seven in a row and covered six of seven against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So Darth Wager's theory is uh, the, the worm will turn and it's eventually, like I said, regress to the mean and you know, Cleveland's bound to, to cover one or at least win one. And I'm going to say not so much. Coach Beeline is out. Uh, unstable calves or happy calves. I'm not sure what you get. Uh, but Coach Beeline uh, is a proven coach and apparently uh, couldn't fit in with the NBA lifestyle. I'm not sh- so sure about that. It might be uh, the locker room or the culture that is in Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to side with we have an unstable Cavaliers locker room. Uh, just be based on the history, the coaching history of Coach Beeline. I'm going to say it's the Cavs in that organization and not the coach. Um, Miami's going to be favored, six to seven points. Cavs are really bad on defense. Uh, they're in your not top five in defense, let's put it that way, uh, whether it's the three-point line, the paint, shooting efficiency. Cleveland's defense is bad. Uh, Miami's middle of the road on defense. But that defense is going to be good enough against the Cavs offense that is not as bad, but still in the bottom third of the league. My best bet, Monday, NBA, the Heat, minus 7. I would go all the way to minus 10 uh, on that one. That's my that's my buy point there for you on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, I got nothing but best bets and likes, by the way. I, I got no leans this week. I, I've been hot lately. I'm feeling it. Everything's a like. Or best bet here. Tuesday, the the Thunder are at the Bulls. And I kind of like the Thunder in this one. Uh, the line's probably going to be the Bulls uh, getting about three to four points. The Thunder are slightly better than average on offense, and they score well in the paint. The Bulls do not defend the lane well. They're okay shutting down the three-point line, but you know the Thunder, they're not really a perimeter based offense anyways that's not going to be a a a big factor in this one uh the thunder perimeter defense is actually pretty good and the bulls defense uh offense has just not been effective all year uh their shooting has been not been so good and they turn it over a lot so i like the thunder on the road at the bulls about minus four points i would go as high as minus five um that's a like for me i got two wednesday games nba we got the clippers at the suns the suns snapped a Clipper 13-game win streak against them in October. The Clippers won the next one in December, however. So do the math. That's 14 out of 15 the Clippers have won. Uh, the spread in this one should, should – like if I look at my power numbers, I think my power numbers aren't so good. I, I have it at about four. <laughs> I think the Suns will be getting about 10 points in this one, and I'm willing to lay 10 points. Uh, the Clippers, for all their hype, uh, are a top third of the league in shooting – but it's really been a struggle on offense this year uh, for them. The Suns' defense, 
uh, is going to make the you know the Suns defense will make the, that Clippers offense look better than what it really is, but that you know the Suns can score and their pace of play is very good. I think this is a late cover by the Suns. I think my power rankings have the Suns only getting four points. I think they're going to get closer to ten because it's uh, the Clippers are kind of a public team favorite to win the NBA title. I think you're going to be catching a lot more points with the Suns. I think you might be getting 10. I would take the Suns getting five or six. Uh, But take the Suns getting the points at home on Wednesday in Phoenix at 9 o'clock. My other game, 7 o'clock, Sixers are at the Cavs. And I like the Sixers laying up to 9.5, 10 points. I, I know... Uh, you know, this is a heavy po- a Cavs podcast. I already, I'm picking on them. Poor, poor Cleveland. I'm picking on Cleveland. That's what you get for getting rid of a good coach. Uh, the coaches defend coaches. Let's just put it that way. I know Philly's been terrible on the road, uh, but they are going to turn it up here on the road over the next month or two because the spotlight's on them in their road efforts. The Cavs, as I said before, not so hot on defense. Philly lacks three-point shooting. Uh, is is a little overblown. Uh, they're they're really a middle of the road three point shooting team. I don't think they're gonna need the, the three point shot that much against the Cavs anyway. Uh, Philly has also taken a lot better care of the ball lately than they did in the beginning of the year. So I, I like actually how the Sixers are trending as the season's gone on. I know they're taking a lot of shit, but that, I think they're actually playing better. Uh, I think the Sixers will be laying eight. I'll take them up to nine and a half. Take the Sixers on the road against the Cavs. And this is a good time to take our first break before we get to college basketball. Please be sure to visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com and get all the free picks from the podcast, guys. NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, even Major League Baseball. They're all free at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. Click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play, and... It takes you right to Amazon. You buy yourself something nice with all those winnings we've been giving you with the picks. And a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Again, visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. And now for the college hoops. My college hoops picks are heating up. Just as March Madness is coming around. I like that. I got. I have one, two, three, four picks for you over three days. And I do not have a best bet. I just have four likes for college. Uh, I'm going to start off with Monday at 7 o'clock. West Virginia at Texas. I like Texas probably getting about four points. Uh, The Mountaineers snapped a three-game losing streak against Texas with a 38-point win in January. Texas has very few quality wins this year. They they beat Purdue way back on uh, November 9th is is the best I could find for wins for Texas. But they can go on a little run here. Uh, I, they lost to Georgetown. They lost to Providence. They lost to Baylor twice, Kansas twice, and West Virginia. They can still get more than 20 wins. And depending on how they, on how they do in the Big 12 tournament, they, they might actually have a decent resume uh, to get a decent seed here. But winning against West Virginia at home will be big for them. They're a desperate team. And... I. I, I kind of like getting a team that was embarrassed the first time around 
they'll be getting points at home. They have a good coach. I, I think Texas will really turn around here. They just won. Uh, I think they beat TCU on Saturday. They can. They have a good chance to get to 20, 21 wins in a regular season. That's nothing to sneeze at. And I'm not a fan of West Virginia. They shoot terribly. They had a poor offensive game on Saturday. Uh, Texas is not much better shooting. Uh, but Texas is actually better on defense than West Virginia. They force a, show, a, a, a lower shooting percentage on three-pointers, uh, shots in the lane, and shooting efficiency than West Virginia. Uh, Texas does need to pick it up on the boards. Uh, they are like one of the worst rebounding defensive rebounding teams in the country, 311th in the country. And West Virginia is, I think, the best offensive, either one or two, uh, for offensive rebounding percentage in the country. But I like desperate team, getting points at home with a good coach. I like Texas plus four on Monday. I have a couple games on Tuesday. Uh, my first Tuesday game, I'm going to stay in the state of Texas. I'm going Texas Tech. Well, technically not staying in the state of Texas. Texas Tech at Oklahoma, but it's a Texas team. And I like the under as low as 135 in this one. Uh, it, it's probably going to be about 138. If it gets if it gets as low as 135, that's okay. That's my buy point there. Uh, Texas Tech offense 97th in the country. Oklahoma in scoring that is. Oklahoma defends the lane very well. Not very good at defending the three point line. Uh, and Oklahoma is pretty good on the defensive side of the ball. And all that talk about Texas Tech and that great defense. That was more last year than this year. I mean, they're still good top third in the country, but Oklahoma's defense is just as good. And Oklahoma's not a very good shooting team. They really struggle on offense. Oklahoma's silver lining is they take care of the ball, so they're not going to give Texas Tech easy points. And this this is why I think it's going to be an ugly offensive game. Uh, not a lot of turnovers because Oklahoma takes care of the ball, but it'll be low scoring. Go under Texas Tech at Oklahoma. This next one, definitely not going under. This is Alabama. Anytime Alabama plays, you got to shoot for the over. Uh, they're playing Mississippi State. This is a 9 o'clock game on Tuesday. Alabama at Mississippi State. The whole team, home team has won the last seven matchups in this game. But I'm not taking a side. I'm taking a total. This is interesting. Alabama is the number two scoring team in the country. But it's all based on volume. It's a pace of play offense with Alabama. They're not a great scoring team. They just get a lot of shots up. I appreciate that because I kind of use that same theory myself because a bad shot sometimes goes in. You can be a passing team like Princeton, but if you turn the ball over, that ball has no chance of getting in. That's my theory. Uh, that's, a, that's the Coach Belanger theory of basketball. Uh, Mississippi State, not so good on defense, and, and they're really efficient on offense. So this another factor in taking the over. The efficient offense – they're going to get more opportunities to score because of Alabama's pace to play. I think that means more points. Throwing that Mississippi State is the number four team in the country in offensive rebounding. And Bama is 275th in defensive rebounding. I think there's easy putback points available for Mississippi State. I'm taking the over. Probably be about 158. I'm hoping it's around 155. But I think this game is in the 160s anyway. My last one, it's Wednesday, 8.30, Georgetown at Marquette. And Marquette uh, won as a three-and-a-half-point dog on January 18th against uh, the Hoyas. Uh, 
that's Vegas saying that this is a pretty much even matchup because Georgetown uh, was the home team, and it's usually about three, three and a half points the home team gets. That was in the middle of a, a tough stretch for Georgetown. They've won 10 of 13 games. They're playing, as I record this, against Creighton, who's been pretty damn good lately as well. And Marquette has won 10 of 13 games as well. So these are two teams going in the right direction as we get closer to tournament time. The power rankings I have uh, has says Georgetown should be getting about seven points in this game. I think that's way too many. Uh, I, I think my power rankings might be a little off. Uh, I think Georgetown, you know, I would take Georgetown getting three and a half in this one, but I think they'll be getting more. more. Marquette is scary good from behind the arc. And the the Hoyas are going to have to defend the three-point line better than they have all season. But Marquette shoots the three ball worse at home. And this is a home game for Marquette. I'm going against my power rankings. I'm taking Georgetown. I'm hoping they get seven. But I take them. My buy points, three and a half, four points with them. Take Georgetown as my final like in my college basketball picks for the 24th, 25th, and 26th of February. Let's take a little break before we talk a little baseball and uh, story time with Coach. Thanks to our show supporter, MyBookieAG. Everybody listens to the show to find out who to bet on. Where you bet is just as important. Go to www.MyBookieAG. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Just visit MyBookieAG, that is M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use a Gambling Chalk Talk podcast promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, to activate this offer. Be like the Chalk Talk sports guys and major into wager. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. All right, we covered the American League East, Central, and West in the last three podcasts. It's now time for the National League. I know the Joker's been working on his baseball stuff uh, this winter, and he, he's ready for the end of March when we do our full baseball preview. But I, I like to take a little look early. And uh, I'm known NL East, and I'm going to start off with the Mets. Uh, they're, no, they're over under numbers 86.5. And I would actually take the over with the Mets. They weren't such a mess from ownership. From I, I kind of like the Brody Van Weagle guy. I can't pronounce his last name. I know his first name. But, you know, it's, you know, they they hire a, a coach and he gets suspended for the cheating incident, even though he's a player and not a coach at the time. It doesn't get suspended, but basically they toss him because of it. I think it's a bad break for Carlos Beltran there, you know, it for what he did as a player. And so, yeah, I, and from what everything I hear, the guy that's now managing the team is the guy that probably should have had the job in the first place. So maybe it'll turn out all right for the Mets, but that scares me a little bit. I love that they got DeGrom and Syndergaard as a one-two punch. I love Thor. You know that. They got Stroman as their three-man. He's not lived up to expectations his entire career. Uh, he is back home. He's a Bronx kid. Uh, so he is back home in New York, even though it's Queens, and not the Yankees, but still his neighborhood, so to speak. And Steven Matz, when healthy, is good. But the problem is he hasn't been healthy. And I thought them getting Rick Porcello was a great pickup. He's your number five starter. He won a Cy Young with the Red Sox. It's not easy to pick pitch in the American League. And, you know, if it wasn't for your, your, your number one and number two pitcher, you might be the best pitcher on your team. I mean, Porcello can throw. 
He's good. And then you picked up Dylan Patances, another another bullpen guy that has been through some battles and has got some pedigree to him with the Yankees. I, you know, I don't think their offense is as strong as the Phillies, but I think they're they're the team in the National League that National League East, I should say, that will challenge the Phillies because I think the Phillies are winning the National League East. I'm not a believer in the Nationals. I'll get to them last, uh, but I I. I kind of like the Mets this year. I, I almost made them a like, but I couldn't do it just because, well, if you know Mets fans, you know. it's just, they, they, they screw up everything. It's really frustrating because I kind of – I don't mind the Mets even though they beat the Red Sox in 86. You know, winning a bunch of titles with the Red Sox since then kind of helps. You know, four titles in, in, the, in this century helps. So – there, there's, there's the Mets. All right, the Marlins, 63.5. So they're not projected by Vegas to win, lose 100 games. I guess that's a positive. They got Caleb Smith and Jose Urena at the top of their, their rotation. They've actually showed some upside. Sandy Alcaltra starting to emerge, but you know they're still in rebuild mode, and their offense is terrible. Their, their anchor of their lineup is Corey Dickerson and Jonathan Villar. I think it's another 100-loss season, but it's like right around that number. It's 62 wins, 63 wins. You know, that that's the Marlins this year. So I didn't make them a like or a lean or anything like that as far as their uh, season win total. The Nationals, 89.5 wins. I think you're paying a price for them winning the, uh, the World Series last year. Their top three starters are right there with the Phillies and Mets. But their four and five starters, it's a huge drop-off with the Nationals. And that bullpen was not good last year. I know they had a good run in the playoffs, but I made a fortune in July and August live betting baseball, and I would go against shitty bullpens. And the Nationals, the Reds, they won me money all the time. And I would bet good bullpens as well, live betting. And the Yankees, the Braves, they won me money. The Royals, they won me money. The Royals actually had a decent bullpen. They're a bad team, but when they had a lead at the end, Ian Kennedy was solid. Um, so uh, I don't trust the Nationals. I'm not making them a, a lean for an under uh, just because, you know, you've got top three starters there, and I don't think the Braves are going to be nearly as good as everyone thinks. Uh, the Marlins are bad. So there's some games to be won in that National League East that can really pad your win total. So I'm staying away from the Nationals one as well. And that's it. Uh, I, there's my, my first lean is the Braves. Under 91.5 wins. I, I just do not believe in that Braves team at all. Kind of an unproven starting pitching staff. Uh, and it's a good division. The Mets are good. The Phillies are good. The Nationals aren't bad. They got three good starters. And... You got Cole Hamels, who's getting a little bit long in the tooth, and he threw just 141 innings last year, and he's already having shoulder issues this year. I don't like the Braves' uh, starting staff at all. Their closer, penciled in right now, is Mark Melanson. That, that's awful bullpen situation for them, just because you have Melanson closing for you. Uh, you know The offense is going to be one of the best in the NL, and that's going to have to carry them. But it's not going to carry them to 91 and a half wins when you got to face DeGrom, Syndergaard, Porcello, Zach, uh, Zach Wheeler, um, uh, Zach Eflin, Vince Velasquez, um, Kalo Smith, Jose Arena, Sandy Alcaltra, uh, you know, the, the Nationals with their, you know, Strasburg and, and their top three starters. That, that's a 
it, that's that's a be a heavy load for that offense to carry against a good good pitching. Good pitching is the name of the game in the NL East. That is, so I have a lean under Braves ninety one and a half, and this is my like. I like 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 the Phillies. And when we do our preview in, in late March, they're probably going to be my best bet. 84 and a half wins. You got to be kidding me. I love the Zacks. Wheeler's on a pitch with a chip on his shoulder. He wasn't bad for the Mets. He pitched in a hostile atmosphere, which is the Mets. And he's going He's going to the Phillies. Zach Eflin has been up and down, but he's a quality number four, four starter. Their five starters, Vince Velasquez. And he goes through stretches where he's awesome. And Aaron Nola and J- Jake Arrieta, are very good, although Nola had an off a down season last year. And the lineup is great. And they pick I think the best pickup they made wasn't with yeah yeah Harper two years ago. It's DD Gregorius. That's brilliant. He replaced Derek Jeter and, and did did awesome. Awesome job for the Yankees. And they got and this is why I like them to win more than ninety games this year. They got Joe Girardi. He had to he had to manage the Yankees. And he managed the Yankees when they did nothing but keep that payroll down and still had them above 500. Joe Girardi is a hell of a manager, and he's he's a, he's gonna be awesome for Philly. Uh, this is a 90 team win. They're winning the NL East. I love the Phillies this year. I'm a huge Joe Girardi fan. The pickup of DD Gregorius. The lineup is pretty good. Their pitching staff probably not as good as the Mets. Slightly behind the Nationals, but I think it's deeper than the Nationals. And I think it's better than the Braves. Like the Phillies. Like the like like the Phillies at 84 and a half. And this gets me to the final part of the podcast. And this is story time with Coach Polanger. And this is for Hoya Hoops on Twitter. And I I do not like UConn. And I, I actually am kind of like I don't mind UConn. I hated UConn. I hated UConn. And this is the reason why. I liked UConn the dream season, 1990 when they, I think it was 1990 when they won the NIT. That was awesome, right? Then, then I I went to college. I went to college at nearby small university, Eastern Connecticut State University, uh, powerhouse in baseball, and I worked as event staff at UConn for all the soccer, football, basketball games, men and women. The guy wearing a yellow coat, that was me taking tickets. That was me, um, and. This is this is it's a fall day. In in early October, it's the start of basketball season, and I'm working the football game. And they put out a memo, I guess, that we weren't allowed to wear khaki shorts to football games. It was a beautiful day out, so I'm wearing shorts. Thunderstorm rolls through, so all of us put on like these yellow rain slickers. Okay, so I got the yellow rain slicker on, and I. I you know, it was a thunderstorm. That, that's how nice out it was. It's, it was a beautiful October day. The sun came out. Awesome day to watch a football game. Old Memorial Stadium, right on campus. It was fantastic. Uh, it wasn't the day Busty Hart went through the line, but that's a different story for a different day. I have to have Ray K on for that one. So take off our yellow rain slickers. I'm taking tickets at Memorial Stadium. And the big boss person comes up, says, you're not wearing pants. I'm like, I didn't know we had to wear pants. And they tell me to put on the yellow rain slicker. So I, I get a little heated. I'm like, 
So you want us to wear pants to look professional. So I'm wearing khaki shorts. It doesn't look bad. So you want us to all look professional, but you're not have dressed me up like the Morton Salt Girl. And a beautiful day, rubber freaking rain slicker. And now it's like humid 85 degrees. And that's going to be more professional. And I get all fired up and I'm yelling at the boss basically because I'm 21 years old and full of shit. And I don't know my ass from my elbow. And luckily, Ray K, uh, who's been on the podcast uh, before, and if, if you know, those of you who don't know Ray K, he's about six foot six, uh, probably about 325 pounds, and a mountain of a man, offensive lineman, gentle as a giant, though. And he just looks at me and goes, Jeffrey. And I just, you know, Ray K says something, you shut the hell up. So I shut up, and they, they moved me to Gamble Pavilion, right next door to Old Memorial Stadium. Make sure nobody goes in here and watches practice. Like, nobody's going to be watching practice. The doors are locked to Gamble. You can't get in. So I'm a young coach. I started coaching high school basketball at the age of 20. So I wander over, and I'm, a, I'm on the top of the concourse. I'm just leaning over watching practice. You know, it's the first week of practice. They're, they're not doing anything, like, extraordinary or, like, game plan for anybody, right? And all of a sudden, somebody comes over. It's the manager of the team and says, uh, turn around and stop watching practice. So I, like, I'm already mad, right? So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I, I go, tell Calhoun, I'm going to tell fucking Bayheim everything we're doing. Fuck you, right? So I turn around. You guys fucking suck anyway. And I walked away, and I went. I went. They didn't suck. They were freaking nasty then. But I walk over, stand near the door. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Fuck UConn. And so I was mad about that. So I'm taking tickets at UConn and you watch, you know, from the, the UConn just go through the years and as you're taking tickets and they get better and better, you see all the, the fans that were the original UConn fans before they were good getting priced out and you see they're sitting up in the higher, higher sections and then they're not even there, Right. So, so you have the Calhoun thing, and actually, I don't think it was Calhoun. I think it was my boss at work that was just fucking with me, telling me not to turn to turn around and not watch the practice, just to be an asshole. I don't think it was Calhoun. Looking back at it, now I'm less stupid as I'm older. I'm still stupid, but less stupid. And you see all the original UConn fans just getting priced out of all these seats by by UConn athletics, right? So. UConn has like a 46-game winning streak going on. And they lose to, I, I think it was Villanova and Kerry Kittles, a really good Villanova team. And the fans are freaking booing UConn at Gamble. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? All right, first of all, they, they're not professional. Uh, they might be getting paid. You know, I've seen them driving nice cars. I think they, they might have been getting paid. But they've won 46 straight goddamn home games, and you're going to boo them? And I was like, fuck UConn. Who can... The fans are assholes. You know, Calhoun's an asshole. The bosses I work for our event staff are assholes. Uh, other than other than my buddy AK's father. He's awesome. And who got, gave me the position uh, where I sat behind the opponent's bench because they know damn well not to put me behind the UConn bench. And I got to watch games from behind the opponent's bench. Jim O'Brien, Ohio State. Uh, now, who's at BC at the time? He went to Ohio State later. I'm watching all these great coaches like I'm right in their freaking huddle all the time as a young and up and coming 
uh, high school coach. I, I, maybe I haven't arrived yet as a high school coach, but I'm a young coach. Get to uh, see all this firsthand. It was outstanding. But I'm like, who can beat UConn year in and year out? So I did my research. And I'm like, it's got to be Syracuse. Sorry, Georgetown Hoyas. You're right there. But you guys were kind of on the downhill slide at that time. And I knew Syracuse could always beat UConn. So that's how I became a Syracuse fan and basically gave the big fuck you to UConn. Uh, price out their original fans. Uh, Calhoun's an a-hole. Uh, the event staff people were a-holes. And that, that's how Coach Belanger became a Syracuse fan. And now that Syracuse is not in the Big East, uh, college basketball hasn't been the same since the Big East broke up. Um, and I, I'm kind of... And Kevin Ali was a good dude um, at UConn, uh, one of the better guys. And I became indifferent to UConn once he took over. And I still think he got a raw deal uh, by UConn. And they he, they nickel a dime. They need to pay that man his money because uh, he was a good dude and a good coach. Uh, so there you have a Hoya Hoops. That's story time with Coach Belanger and why he became a Syracuse fan. And it really is nothing more than I became a Syracuse fan because of my hatred for UConn. And basically, for the right price, I've become a, a fan of any college team. In fact, right now I'm wearing a Creighton uh, shirt as we record this podcast. So there you have it. Podcast number 396, the Clyde Simmons episode. Clyde Simmons, Philadelphia Eagles. He follows the other 96s, John Candy. Because he ate the 96er in uh, the great outdoors. Cortez Kennedy and Sean Jones were my other 96s for the podcast in previous years. Uh, please don't forget to visit MyBookieAG. Use that promo code DARTH at checkout. You get a 50% sign-up bonus when you do that. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And all the picks are absolutely free on the podcast. We don't charge you for picks. Uh, we, we pick pretty well. We're pretty proud of what we do. We, As a group, we are almost 59% in college football this year. And uh, we just want you to win. And you can go to www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. All the picks are there, absolutely free for you. And if you want to support the show, click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Code Blood Red. Buy yourself something nice. In a little bit, we'll come back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. That's how you can pay us, by buying yourself something nice with all our winnings. Uh, And then... Uh, don't forget I'm an author of the Ali Armini series, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead Squeeze Play. You get it directly from my publisher, thewordverb.com, or if you're Amazon Prime, a Kinder Select user, download to your favorite electronic reading device. I hope everyone has a great start to the work week, and may the picks be with you. <laughs>